you know, I, I feel like if I bring that to the table and show them, hey, you can do this, you can wear, you can wear African print this way, you can wear in this style, then I feel like everyone will ha will find something that they can implement in their daily life that they can show, that can show their African roots, you know. This is Community Dialogues, a program for frank discussions about race, racism, and racial justice. I'm Laura Babiak. Our guest is Shay Shola, a sophomore at Vanderbilt University with her own clothing line inspired by African culture. She says she was surrounded by African prints and fashion while she grew up in Jamaica, and she wants to bring more attention and appreciation to this kind of art. Hi, Shay. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. So I want to start off by asking, how did you first get interested in designing clothes? And when did the emphasis on African prints come into play? I've always been a fan, uh, well, not a fan. I've always been into African print clothing. I just, I can't remember when, but it's been so long. I've always loved African prints. I didn't own much clothing with African print though, but I still loved it regardless. About sewing, I got into sewing over the summer. I could, like, I, I knew how to, to sew before this summer. Um, my grandma, she's a seamstress, and um, I would watch her make clothing all the time. I also learned how to sew in school because they teach you that in Jamaica, how to sew and all that stuff. So I've always, and um, I would do like thrift, I, I would get thrift um, clothes and then I would just do my own little hand sewing. And so this summer, you know, uh, with the COVID, we were inside all the time. There was nothing much to do, so I was like, you know, I've always wanted to buy myself a sewing machine, so I'm going to go ahead and do that. And that's what I did, and I got some fabric, and I made myself a, um, a skirt and a shirt from um, one of my favorite African fabric, which is Kentek. And I posted it, and everyone was like, wow, I really like it. And that's when I started making more clothing in the African print. So when you say that you were always sort of around and always sort of loved African prints, where did that kind of influence come from? So I grew up in Jamaica and um, I, my uncles are Rastafarians and so they're more into um, African, Afrocentric way of life. And so their clothing would be African print. My grandma, she makes a lot of clothes for people going to church and they would they would um, bring her the African print fabric and she would make those um, the clothes for them using that fabric and she would also make her own clothes using those African, African prints and so I would always see it. It was always around me. That's why I can't really say if there's a specific time I notice it. It's just always been around me. You said that you had some favorite prints, but what other kinds of African prints do you use and what do they signify? So what kinds of messages are you offering through your designs? Okay, so my favorite, one of my favorite uh, type of prints is the Kensei cloth and it's from Ghana and usually it um, symbolizes uh, royalty 
and um, peace. And my other favorite type of fabric is the mud cloth, which is from Mali or Cameroon. It's mostly from Central Africa. And what I really love about that fabric is that it's hand woven and it's like watching the process of it being made is just so, I don't know, it, it just is something else. I really love watching um, Africans, Malians, I really love watching them making the mud cloth and that fabric, I don't know, it probably is my favorite type of African print, um, but I really do love Kenta because of the vibrant color and I just really love it. My other favorite is the indigo, the um, indigo fabric, which um, I believe the indigo fabric is from Nigeria. It's also another hand-woven fabric and it's a hand-dyed fabric as well. And honestly, I really love fabrics that um, that are handmade. I don't know, just watching the, the process and then, you know, um, them putting their own motifs on them, which have individual meaning to the specific tribes, the, spe the specific groups in those areas is just, it's just an amazing process. So you said before that the use of these prints was pretty extensive and pretty common around you in Jamaica, but as someone who lives in New York and lives in the United States, <laughs> I feel like we don't really see those kinds of prints, especially in more Black African-oriented fashion in the U.S. So I guess what were some of your aims in making clothes with those prints here to appeal to people around you? I, okay, so with my, with most of the clothing that I make, I try to do more of the traditional types of clothing as well as contemporary clothing. Like I am young, <laughs> I want to wear clothes that, you know, represent who I am. And so um, for me, I try to tap into like the stretch fabric, you know, to make, I love wearing bodycon stuff. And so I, wear, I make a lot of bodycon dresses, crop tops and stuff like that. So I try to make clothing that represent who I am, my fashion taste, but I also try to, um, you know, appeal to other people's um, tastes as well. I try to make a little bit of everything for everyone so that everyone can find something in my brand as well. Here, uh, the kente, kente is more, is more popular here from what I've seen, but um, yeah, this is why I want to like have uh, different um, types of fabric in my, in my collection so that I can expose other people to these other amazing, beautiful types of print. Cause I, I think that uh, because people don't really see a lot of different types of uh, prints and the different ways it can be used. You know, I, I feel like if I bring that to the table and show them, hey, you can do this, you can wear, you can wear African print this way, you can wear in this style, then I feel like everyone will ha will find something that they can implement in their daily life that they can show, that can show their African roots, you know. So to sort of change the direction of the conversation a little bit, recently we've seen more conversations pop up about things like cultural appropriation from celebrities like the Kardashians appropriating elements of Black culture and encouraging things like Black fishing and more appropriation on social media. 
So as someone who makes fashion inspired by Black and Afrocentric cultures, what's your take on this kind of evolving and complicated issue? I think there's a difference between appropriation and appreciation. And I feel like you can appreciate a person's culture and help them celebrate their culture. But I think where I think where a lot of people go wrong is to um, tap into another person's culture and pretend as if it's their own culture or saying that they they are the one who invented this type of style or the person who came up with this style. And I feel like a lot of people go wrong with that. But I don't think it's wrong to um, appreciate someone's culture, you know. And I think it's just the intent that, that they have with it. Uh, One thing I would like to add is that um, it's different, you know, being from Jamaica, it's a little bit different um, environment because it's mostly, it's mostly Black people. So I don't really have to think about these types of issues per se, but I know that it's not, I'm not in the same environment and I'm going to, I have to interact with people who are not of the same culture, same background, racial background as I am. Something that I was thinking of as you were answering was aspects of like Asian culture have been used as sort of like high fashion. I was wondering if you've seen similar things happening. I think some people just don't do their research, you know. I don't think some people know um, the the true meaning behind some of these attire. And so to just make it into high-end fashion, you know, without not, like, I feel like sometimes it's disrespectful, and um, I think designers or, you know, high-end fashion brands, I think they should probably get a team, because I know some of them have the money to get a team to research, (laughs) research about the different types of um, traditional clothing before they put them out, and, you know, there's some type of, um, respect that comes with wearing these types of clothing. It means something to these people. And so for you to just just do whatever you want with it, just to make some money, it's just, it's just not cool. It's just, it's just disrespectful, simply. There was an issue that happened with the kente cloth. I remember Nancy Pelosi, she wore the kente. And that caused a lot of debate in the Black community. I mean, some people, some people, um, <laughs> some people didn't find it, didn't find a problem with it. Some people did. I'm in the middle a little bit. I don't know. I just don't know where I stand with that one. I, I mean, I kind of get where she was going with it because she did use it in its context because it symbolizes peace. And I feel like that's what she was trying to show during that moment. But I don't know kind of something that you touched on a little bit earlier. So fashion and kind of how it's been defined has been pretty consistently defined through a white gaze. So do you see a trend where African or African-inspired works, especially in fashion, aren't really taken as seriously or seen as necessarily refined to more Eurocentric or other cultures' fashions? I do feel like a lot more African-American or African designers, I feel like they're getting more exposure now. I think I think one of the biggest issue with um, 
African-American or African designers is that most of them, they put a lot of work into their designs and then, you know, bigger brands usually copy the style and then run with it. And then they, you know, they make money from it while the black designers, um, they don't gain anything from it. And we see that with brands like um, Fashion Nova, which is really, and they've been called out a lot, but still it, it, they didn't change. They haven't changed. A lot of brands, well, I think white brands, they, I think they try to incorporate the style of black, of the black people, like in the more urban style and sell it, but they don't really, it's not like they collaborate with the black designers. I feel like they steal it and then they just sell it and they get all the the credit for it. I don't know. That's something that I've seen with the black designers and their relationships with, you know, white owned companies. Thank you so much again, Shay. No problem. Thank you for having me. Shay Shola is a fashion designer and college student from Jamaica who wants to share her love of African prints with a wider audience. You can find out more about her work at her website, shayshola.com. This has been Community Dialogues. Our music is courtesy of bensound.com. I'm Laura Babiak. Thanks for listening.